Viewer discretion is advised. That, man, that's one of the hardest things is to forgive and forget. You know, you can you can forgive, but it's hard to forget. Mandate. Welcome to Mandate, where we navigate fresh perspectives and nothing is off the table. Tonight's guest is from Tamaki Makuru, um, Okilani, and um, these people are amazing, amazing individuals, but even more so amazing as a couple. They're former professional athletes and, and well-renowned uh, well in, in terms of their respective um, sports. One played for Ikalitahi, uh, the Kingdom of Tonga rugby union team. Um, but also had a stint in um, in France as well, playing for Dax uh, in terms of rugby. But also he did a, had a you know, he did some stuff in terms of um, uh, American football in the, in the states. And he played, uh, he trained, he trained in the NFL with teams like the Jackson um, Jaguars, the New York Jets, and also the New York Giants. Uh, but also um, his lovely. His lovely wife is a netballer. Uh, she played for the Southern Sting and also for the Southern Steel and many other teams. Uh, but also um, at the top of her, oh, I guess I say career in terms of the highest level in terms of Aotearoa New Zealand, played for the Silver Ferns and the 2002 Commonwealth, but also in 2010. Uh, but these these lovely these lovely people are also entrepreneurial, business minded. But uh, but most importantly, they are uh, parents to two lovely kids. So please put your hands together for the amazing. This incredible couple, Joe and Danica Tuineo. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, just, just, just to stop the ball rolling because you guys are our very first. I think we should, we should you know, it's appropriate to mention that you are our very first couple on the podcast, and so it's a privilege to have you guys here as well. But um, just to stop the ball rolling, um, being uh, and you know, athletes and the professionalism around uh, being athletes, and I know we had a bit of a bit of a corridor at the back there around just the kind of like ships, two ships kind of passing each other because of your busy schedules and regimes and so forth. Well, tell us how, how was that for you guys in your own words in terms of kind of navigating, but also balancing um, whanau and your relationship and even the kids? Yeah. Danica, you can, you can start and go handle that one. No, I mean, at the start it was really hard. Obviously at the start when we were first um, dating, we were in two different um, towns so that was um, a little bit harder but obviously a little bit easier without having children and then obviously when we had um, Kailani it was uh, yeah a little bit more difficult to try and navigate because obviously I was internationally tr um, training and at that time that's when we were uh, playing in Australia and obviously um, here in New Zealand and then um, Joe was obviously down in Southland so he was in in uh, um, Dunedin at the time so we were trying to navigate obviously babysitting who's picking who up from Kailani up from Croatia or whatever it was and so those sort of things were a little bit difficult to do and then obviously as it got on it got a little bit easier with family being here in New Zealand but then when we went over to France it was a yeah a huge uh, obviously a change I didn't have to play sport but um, Joe did and he would leave and I would be in a foreign town with couldn't really speak the language or didn't know how to go get nappies or you know those sort of things so navigating that was a little bit different but um it was it was good because I, I think we understood each other at, at the same time like I knew what he needed as a sports player and I obviously he knew needed he knew what I needed as well so sometimes when it was oh you're too tired to talk or you know when we we're having conversations on the phone we couldn't we kind of understood okay well you need to have your rest and you know so forth so those sort of things were probably we understood each other on, on that aspect but being a mum and dad 
was probably a little bit, probably the toughest. But yeah, because I, I could imagine like when you had um, your first child, it would be like, oh my gosh, it's kind of like oh, like any other good parent would be like, oh, it's not about us anymore. But but you still got you still got careers, you're still playing as, as professionals, and now you got this little baby or this little human being to to take care of now. Yeah, um, you know, and that's an amazing thing, you know, to have to have a child, um, and it changes pers- perspectives, um, you know. Uh, we were we were both quite busy, and it was it was hard to give time to our child. So um, I think it came to a point where um, we decided, hey, look, f- the best thing for our family is that we're together. Um, and so we made that decision together that, hey, okay, we'll we'll stay together and we'll take an opportunity to, to head over to France. Um, and I think it was it was the perfect thing to do because uh, you know being in different cities, um, playing different sports, having those those pulls you know you're getting pulled in every different direction training games um you know it's quite tough so the opportunity to come together and just be a team of our own you know our, our little own team and uh, so moving over to france you know really really provided us an opportunity to, to get together um you know uh, and and to be in the same house and that was one of the biggest things is that we weren't in the same house you know we were always apart um so I think the biggest thing for me was um, that opportunity to, to, to get together again because um, it was hard. It was really hard. And, um, you know, now we're so much stronger for going through all of that. And, uh, yeah, it's been an amazing uh, 20 years. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, and the reason why I asked that question because there might be a lot of uh, athletes or aspiring athletes or those who may be going contracted to go overseas and to play overseas and so forth and you know one day they're going to find a partner and so forth and then they might have kids and so just in, in the same situation in terms of juggling all those um, commitments and also relationships and, and having kids so I think people will be gonna, a lot of the athletes will be kind of oh, this is going to be an interesting conversation yeah uh, and, and, and like, like I said it is really tough it is really tough, and I know, you know, through experience that there's a lot of people that, you know, from from broken homes because, you know, somebody's got a contract and they've had to leave, you know, just to be able to, to make that money for their family, um, and it's a great opportunity, but sometimes, you know, it can pull people apart as well, um, and it makes it hard being in a foreign country, learning a language, you know, going through all those um, little things, and, um it can either pull you together or, you know, can break you apart. Mm. But if you're, if you're able to work through that, that adversity, I think it just makes you so much tighter. Yeah. yeah. So it's been awesome. Awesome, awesome ducks. Were there times that you guys, like, wanted to just finish, like it was just too hard of a commitment? Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, seriously. <laughs> no, seriously, man. Like, no. there, there, there's so many times, so many frustrations. Um you know, we've, we've, man, you know, 20 years we've gone through a lot. Um, being in New Zealand, traveling, um, you know, being overseas, there's been many, 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 many times, um, you know, we've gone, hey, look, we're over here in France, uh, you know, this contract's not so great, uh, we don't have enough money to pay for petrol, you know, like we're, we're, we're in France, you know, playing rugby, but then we've got like all these financial problems and, and then we're looking at each other like, hey, look, maybe we, maybe I'm going to go back to New Zealand, you know, maybe maybe I'm going to go back and find a job there and, oh, no, come on, let's let's try and get through this. And and to be honest, those battles have have just made us so much tighter. And, um, you know, once again, 
like I said, they can break you apart or make you tighter. So, uh, but definitely, definitely hard times. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it, like at the start of our relationship, um, Joe uh, was in uh, America for five years, and I was here in New Zealand uh, pursuing my career, and he was doing his. So that's probably where we started to feel that long distance relationship because we were together for five years. He was there in, for in America for five years, and I was here. So we did a lot of our relationship was on the phone and communicating in that way. We didn't have Skype back in the day or no yeah. video, you know, that sort of video. So it was a lot of like obviously telephone, calling cards and um, so forth. But I think that that, that time was probably our toughest and our because we were both very new to this whole relationships type of thing. I was doing my my career and I was quite high up in where I was going to go and he wanted to go where he needed to go. And then obviously when we came together, those sort of things clashed and it was just living together was really hard because we were two different people. We, I was so independent and I didn't have to answer to nobody. Like I could go to training and didn't have to say, oh, hey, I'm going to training and I'll be back in an hour. I could go to training and I could be back in three hours. Do you know what I mean? I had no one at home sort of having to answer to or what have you and he was the same. So when we came back, I suppose in New Zealand it was quite it was quite rough. Like we were like, okay, this is not working. So then obviously we, when we had Kailani, then that all impacted us. And then when we went, like you said, when we went to France, it was probably yeah another huge stepping stone in the relationship. And we needed to, I think we needed that. And because we were at a time when even when we had Kailani, we were still deciding, are we going to keep, you know, like we're going to go through this parenting thing together? Because at the moment we can't even decide on who's putting the washing in the washing machine, you know, those sort of things, who's doing, who do, who's doing the dishes, who's cooking dinner when we get home. So those sort of things kind of, we really had to sit down and, you know, and then we had this human being that we had to look after as well and navigate our um our careers so it was yeah I think when it came down to it we were like okay we're gonna have to I'm gonna pull away from netball because I'm you know it was time at that time and then I thought uh yeah let's do this and it it really did make or break us and we were probably breaking here in New Zealand more than when we went to um, France we were like okay well we've got no distractions we've got no family we've got nothing it's just going to be you me and our daughter and I think that's really what turned our relationship and the sides of you know those little things didn't matter anymore those little petty little things because now it's a bigger picture and it's we had a human and a little human to look after and then obviously we had a he had his career and he needed to go forward on that so we needed to figure it figure that out that's awesome thanks for that because he's a real um real stuff that a lot of couples go through and we don't really Get to talk about it, especially in the everyone else is going to open. But it's, um, you know, it's, yeah. it's about normalizing these conversations. And, um, and you know, I know all of us in our relationships and marriages, and we can resonate with bits and pieces. But in terms of this long distance thing, man, that's tough for a lot of couples because everyone goes, oh, long distance never works. But you guys been together. For twenty years, you've yeah. been through the highs and the lows, and mm. and so it's so awesome to um, yeah hear part of that story. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think one of the biggest things was um, you know I think early on, Danica just having that that person that knew your lifestyle. You know, she she was an athlete herself, um, and that that really helped when we looked at each other. Like oh, you know, yeah, like she said earlier on. You know, he's tired or she's tired or, you know, sh- she's just come back from a long trip. Um, so just knowing that 
we we were in the same kind of boat you know you could understand hey like sometimes when there was fights mm-hmm. and everything you know and there was pressures we kind of understood those pressures because we'd both been going through it um but you know i must say uh when i went to france you know danica's career took a took a, a back step mm-hmm. you know she got put in the background and then you know she was there for me all the way you know um massaging old man I, I was I was getting on an age when I went over and you know two times a week honey I'm, I'm sore you know I, I don't know if I can do this anymore it's like no honey you can come on you got it and then oh can you give me a massage oh yep no worries <laughs> easy you know she she bought a massage table um she studied massage wow. um she's actually working for the warriors eh? honey <laughs> so nice. you know she's she's doing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. let's go yeah. um you know and and when i when i went over to france and we started that career um she had to start thinking about what she wanted to do and um you know she always enjoyed giving massages and working that way so she studied um and and going to France and then her career taking a backward step um, and, you know, anything I needed, she was there to cook, she was there to clean, you know, she was doing all the administration, um, you know, making sure the paperwork was right in France, paperwork is crazy, um, you know, tax, uh, all those kind of things. And, you know, I just I just had to concentrate on rugby and, and you know, you've got your, your personal assistant, you've got your masseuse, you've got your chef, uh, you know, looking after the kids. Oh, man. And... Uh, as an athlete, you know, as as a guy, as a as a as a husband, as a father, to have a woman like Danica behind you, you know, pushing you, you know, she knows the stresses that you go through, um, and to to be able to put her her life aside to do everything for me and my career was amazing, you know. Um, so big ups, honey, you know. And and you know the. It's it's tough being away um, from your family as well and traveling, playing sport, but to have somebody there always on the phone as well, you know, um, always there for you, it's such a huge thing, you know, and I think I, I just have so much appreciation for everything that she's done for me uh, and our family, and, and, you know, it's selfless, you know, and just looking back, you know, yeah. <laughs> over, over so many years, it's, you know, we went away in 2011, uh, so we were away for 11 years. And um, she just, did, you know, everything, everything that we needed as a family, she was there to do it. So, thank you, honey. Wow, wow, man! Because when, when, when was it, Aunty? Um, because this is beautiful. Thank you for that, um, Joe and 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 Dee. But when was it? When was it the definitive moment for you, um, Dee, in terms of like, you know what? I just put my 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 career or my 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 professionalism in terms of sports on the back burner. And support Joe one hundred percent. What 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 kind of changed and what, what made you make up that decision? Decision. Um, I think I had started my career really young. Like I was uh, just, I think I just turned fifteen, um, and I was getting, I was semi professional netball. Then I was the youngest on the on the court. I was playing, so my career sort of went quite quickly like I mean I, I started so young and everything just sort of turned and then again and then I was in the silver ferns at 18 and so things sort of went quite quickly for me so when I had my daughter was probably my biggest turning point because not only was it at the time I did I think I was been playing for like 10 years or what have you it was I went away I got the pressure to obviously I had Kailani and then I six seven weeks later I was on the court playing again 
And not only with that, is that then I had this opportunity where I played quite well in that oppor- well, in that time, and then I made the Silver Ferns to go over to um, Com Games. And I think the scariest thing was is when she was, I think she was only like six months and I left, and I handed her over to my mum, and she wasn't walking or, you know, she was just crawling around. And But I missed all of that sort of stuff, and I missed seeing her mm-hmm. do all of that um, Obviously, I was a bit greedy because I wanted a gold medal, but I was just more in awe that she was just so easy to just be able to drop off. And I could have, I sort of walked away, and I was like, oh my gosh! When I was over there, I was like, oh, is she going to remember who I am? Because I was gone for six and a half weeks, and yeah, it was really that was really hard, and I didn't enjoy that at all. And then obviously we went away, and then I missed her walking and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is not what I want. Like I, I want to be there as a parent. I gave this. Yeah, and it was, I think it was just at that turning point I thought, you know, and he got this opportunity, I actually got a job, and then he, was two weeks into the job, and I thought, oh no, I'm going to give up netball for it, but I'm going to have a year, I'm going to work, I'm actually going to do a nine to five and do something that's normal and, um, you know, bring up my daughter, and then he rang probably, well it was two weeks, and he was like, hey honey, I think I've got a contract over in France, and I was like, oh, I've just started this job, <laughs> I've just like, oh my God, how am I gonna, and I was like, oh, you don't, you, kinda, you don't need me to come up, you go and go suss it all out, and I'll come later, or I'll come over for a visit, I'll come at Christmas time, or whatever, how long is it, and he's like, oh, six months, and I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, well, that's, we've done five years, you know, you know, sort of thing, so, I thought, oh no, he'll go and I'll just stay here because I really wanted to do a nine to five. Like I wanted to work and just do normal things. And he was like, no, nah, let's go over, you know, kind of thing. And then I think it was that. It was like he had to go within four days of this phone call. So he literally got a phone call on the Friday. He had to be on the plane on the Tuesday. And then he was like, are you coming or not? Because I need to kind of tell the, the team. And I was like, okay, well, can you give me two weeks? I need to give my notice and all that sort of stuff. So, and that was it. It was just... I think it just went so fast it was time to just do it and and I thought you know what I'll just you know that I'm want to I wanted to have time off with work anyway so I wanted to go and work and not actually play netball and just have a bit of time out and be with my daughter but I thought hey best opportunity is to go over to France and you know see the other side of the world and yeah so yeah it was literally I handed him my notice he left and two weeks later or it was about three weeks by the time I organized myself I yeah I was on the plane and heading to France. Like long distance relationship, going over to France, um, both being athletes. Um, What's the relationship like with in-laws? Because obviously they will have been seeing all of this stuff happen, your relationship Mm -hmm. blossom, um, kids come along, going overseas. Like what's the relationship like in terms of... I remember um, your in-laws might be watching the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You love your in-laws. I can't complain. complain. Yeah. um, No, Danica's parents were really cool. Um, You know, and that that was a huge part of it was that, you know, I I met her dad. Her dad was, man, he's an amazing... Rest in peace, Kevin. Um, he was he was a big supporter of Danica, and I used to go to the games with him. And he used to, man, he had this booming voice, and he used to yell from the stands, "Shoot it up, sneak! Shoot it up, man!" And and, and he was such he was so such such a big you know bigger than life guy. He was um, you know amazing person, and um, yeah, uh, I, you know we, we miss him every day. Um, but they, he was cool, man, uh, and Marie. Um, you know, Danica's mum, she was a netball, you know, netballer as well. Um, nice lady. 
smaller, smaller than Big Dad, but um, you know, and and so supportive. Um, you know, what whatever whatever we went through, they were there. You know, supporting us no matter what. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'll take that for your parents. You know, awesome people, um, and and they're still you know awesome today. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't complain. I mean, I live with Joe's parents. I was um, at a point where I was moving flats and I needed a place to go. So, And Joe was in America at the time. So I stayed with the, the in-laws and, nah, like they're loving. Like, I think I was the daughter they never had because he's yep. got two older brothers. So I got very spoiled <laughs> when I lived so, there. But they were backstabbing him to you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I just remember I my mum. I think I gave the information <laughs> to the parents because I'm always like, oh, we never hear from him. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think one of the biggest things is my mum turned to me and she said, hey, you need to lock that one down. <laughs> I was like, oh, you might be right. Uh, you know, better get my A into G, better sort my life out. Yeah. yeah. But no, the in laws have been good. That's cool. That's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Out of curiosity, now that you mentioned that, D, did you learn anything about your husband from just being around his family? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I mean, like, that, I mean, they're so loving and, like, um, obviously. Um, Joe's da- um, dad's a pastor and stuff, and so I'm I'm not religious in any time. So when I first met them, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to fit in here. Like I don't even know anything. I haven't. Even, I don't even think I've opened a Bible before in my life. So those sort of things scared me. But they were the most. Never put pressure on you to you know obviously go to Sunday church or anything like that. And Mum was always just so loving to like just sit down and have a chat. I don't know if they the boys sat down and chatted with Mum before, like you know, and you know heart to heart with her. So. I, I really enjoyed doing that, those sort of things. And yeah, but one, the, one of the funniest things uh, I remember Danika calling me up and said, "Hey, um, yeah, no, nah, you know," I was like, "Hey, how was your day?" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, um, today I went to a funeral and and I carried mats and um, <laughs> I had to come in in front of the family and I had to present the mat." I was like, "Why were you doing that?" I mean, <laughs> I called my dad. I was like. Dad, what are you doing? You're forcing her to go to church and 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 take the mats into a funeral. What's going on? You know, like, but hey, that's the way Danica was. You know, she she just gave everything to the family. You know, and I, I wouldn't expect anybody to do that sort of thing. You know, um, you know, early into a relationship and 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 have being asked to do that. You know, just like, but my dad already saw as part of the family, so I guess it came easy for him. But yeah, 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 funny story, but. <laughs> I think I learnt more from his brothers if anything if they came around because he wasn't around I was obviously I lived there for about a year and a half and they would yeah, fill me in with all the stories <laughs> <laughs> so I learnt, I learnt a lot yes I learnt a lot mm. but, but it's interesting because you said um, early on D that you know, whilst you were here in New Zealand there was, there was some rough times rough patches but you felt like kind of, you know, when you left New Zealand and went to France kind of like it, things kind of gelled together at, at that time yeah, I, I mean, like, I think here we had a lot of probably outside noise if being athletes as well because, I mean, our, our days never, like, if, obviously if I did something on the court or anything, it would be in the newspaper or, you know, we'd be, and the same for him, you know, there'd be certain things, highs and lows, we had them in the paper or whatever. So um, those things, we had the outside noise. And obviously our families pay a big part. So obviously when you fight, you go off and vent, you're obviously to your family or have you... But in France, we never had that. You know, we didn't have that same sort of 
outside noise we only had our outside noise if anything and it was between us two so we could only really slam a door and you know but then we had to open it and come back out and see that person again we're obviously here sometimes in New Zealand we could go away or I could go to mum's or you know I could go to my sister's and he could go to his family and then there would be a huge gap of you know silent treatments or what have you that really caused the problems to fester more where obviously in France we had to hit them you know, head on and really deal with them because we had nowhere else to go. So I think that's what, um, when we were in France, I think that was probably our biggest thing. We just didn't have so many inputs, if that made sense. It was just about us two and obviously the kids. So, yeah, we had to, like, really learn to um, talk low and not heated but you know and, and really listen to each other obviously some things are not always going to go our way and obviously I have an I, I'm opinionated and stubborn he's very much the same so there's obviously things that we saw differently but we had to come together and make sure that you know okay well I understand where you're coming from and you've got to understand where I'm coming from kind of thing and then meet in the middle but yeah. we are here in New Zealand we could never meet in the middle. It was always, oh, you're over there, I'm over here. Okay, we'll deal with this later on because I'm not dealing with you right now sort of thing. So, yeah, Jeez. so. Yeah. And, and, and early on in France, like, we didn't have the language and we didn't really have any support. Like, I, I played at clubs where nobody spoke English, you know, so Danica didn't have anybody to speak to. I mean, I didn't have, but so we only had each other, you know, and there, and there were days that we wouldn't go out because we didn't want to, you know, like try and speak to the people. It would be too hard to communicate. So, you know, if, if, if we had a problem with each other, we had to sort it out real quick, you know. It's really tough living in a house when you don't talk to each other for a few days. Uh, <laughs> that happened a few times. But, um, yeah, all we had was each other. Like, there was no other real support. So, you know, a, a day of arguing, you know, and you just can't carry on like that, you know. Um, so we had to sort things out real quick, you know. And there were times, um, you know, where you're angry at each other, but, Oh, honey, my, my game's tomorrow, you know, my shoulder. It's real hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and yeah, you just said, oh, sorry, babe, but can I get a massage now? <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah, you just got to, you just had to sort it out because there was, there's nobody else there to really help, you know, no, no mm. other real support. So, um, yeah. Man. So how did you, like, and I suppose I'm, kind of asking because this is something I'm still trying to figure out myself as a husband but um, like for myself like I'm, I'm working and my wife takes care of the kids so she's there to capture those moments those memories that I'm not there for like but you know on the times that I've had to do it myself there's just absolutely no way like I can't do what she does yeah. and so I wonder how do you find time for yourself Dee to sort of have your own time when you're so full on with the kids and then I suppose even for yourself Joe mm. like um, what do you guys do in terms of still having your own personal time away from each other and the kids um, where you can you know vent, yeah. heal, grow yeah yeah you got that one? yeah well and I mean obviously in France it was a little bit tough it was I mean we did have our I had um times where I really said to him like I'm gonna pack my bag I need to go home like I need to go I need to be away I need to you know obviously refresh or do something different because I'm yeah I mean everyone says that you know you go to France and you're you become a wag and it's like the lifestyle you get to go out and you get to have brunch and lunch and your kids are at school because they obviously start school so you've got you don't do anything you know you must be enjoying life but it can get boring like it can really get to a time where you're just like 
okay, I cannot look at another dish, I cannot clean this house any more than it needs to be cleaned. And like Joe said, the, when the language barrier is hard, your friend circle becomes quite small. And if they don't speak English or they don't speak to you, then it becomes even smaller because it's you and the four walls in your, in your mm-hmm. apartment. And um, yeah, it, it did get tough. There was times, but um, I was lucky enough when we moved to one of, I think it was the third, one of the third teams Joe decided to go and shift off to. Um, we, I was just walking the streets and obviously I'm not the smallest structure <laughs> of life and I got noticed, um, obviously every time I went to train or whatever, a lot of people thought I played um, volleyball over there. There was a huge, you know, it was a huge competition over there, volleyball or handball. And no, I would always say, no, I'm just a normal person walking the street. Um, but then, yeah, I got picked up to play basketball. So I... Um, and I never, I didn't play basketball as serious as I probably could have, but I obviously netball and they didn't play netball over there. And then that's, I sort of ventured into that and my dad really pushed me into doing it. And so I ventured into that and that gave me my lease. I think it mm-hmm. gave me my identity back and going somewhere and it was not about him. So I got, you know, people recognize me and, you know, everyone wanted, and I could go to trainings and my trainings I could organize and said, oh, hey, you've got to be here with the kids today because I've got to go to training. So that was probably my lease over there. So, which was nice. And then obviously, you know, obviously back here, I've got a few things in the pipeline, which give me my time away. Mm. But yeah, but in France it was, it was a little bit rougher, but once I got my basketball underway, it was, it was really nice, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that's a huge thing for a lot of people that go over to France, um, you know, with their families, is that, you know, it's it's flashy when it can be flashy. Like, you know, sometimes you get to travel and you go to the beach and sit on the beach and everything like that. But, man, there's there's, there's some weeks where, you, you know, your husband might have might have gone away for the weekend uh, to play a game or he's at training all day, you know, and, 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 the, and the wife just sits at home, you know, watching TV. And it's like, how many days can I sit at home and watch TV, you know? Um, so it's really important that, you know, when you travel overseas that, you know, the wife finds something to do, some, some kind of, you know, either if it's studying or, um, you know, playing a sport or, you know, fi- finding those, that support system outside of, uh, um, you know, the house. It's really important because, um, yeah, like Danica said, everybody, you know, kind of thinks you're, you're a wag and you're living up, you know, living the life. But, you know, there's only so many episodes you can watch on Netflix before you're like, hey, I need to do something, you know, there needs to be something else. And I think I think there were times that you got to that point, you're like, hey, honey, you know, sick and tired of being here watching TV, you know, what else are we doing? We need to go do something, yeah. I think that was part of why I asked, was like, you didn't have much turnaround time to like really consider the big move. It was such a huge leap of faith. And I think sometimes you don't truly understand the costs like it'll take on your relationship, on yourself personally. Mm-hmm. And I love that you talked about getting your identity back. Cause I think mm-hmm. obviously you had to find out the hard way that, you know, it's not all yeah. you know, daisies and rainbows. It's like, yeah. it really does take a toll. And so was there a time where like the isolation, you know, you've sort of touched on it a bit in terms of missing family and, um, you know, was there ever some resentment sometimes where you're just like, man, I wish I wasn't here. If I had my say right now, we're heading back. And like sometimes it can be unintentional, but you can start to feel resentment towards each other because, you know, you might have felt like this was Joe. I came here, for, I did this for Joe and I'm not feeling as appreciated as good. And maybe Joe was yeah. feeling like, mm. 
you know, this is a great opportunity for us. Like, I mm. wish you were sort of showing a bit more. Well, was there much of that? Yeah, exactly that. Exactly. How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hit it on the head. No, yeah, yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Um, you know, like like Danika said, she kind of lost her identity over there. You know, she was like, oh, there goes Joe's wife, you know. Um, so, she, you know, she was just Joe's wife. Um, whereas, you know, she was something before that um so she did lose her identity but um i think you know she, going back into basketball um something that she played early on and she really 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 enjoyed gave her that identity back um and you know I, and that's important really important there was resentment there i mean you hit it on the head you know like oh i did this you know I've come over here for your opportunity um you know i, I need to find something for me and 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 that led us into conversations about coming home and, you know, study and things after after rugby. Um, but, you know, being being able to play basketball, do your studies. She studied uh, massage, obviously. Um, and just those little things helped. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I think that, like you said, the identity was hard. But I think our, probably when we did get into anything, it was more not only my identity but it was just I didn't have anything of my own like any, everything was him so mm. everything mm. to even the money like even if I wanted to go buy a top I always sort of felt like oh, can I go buy the top like because I, I had nothing like I had no income coming in I had I had and I felt like I wasn't contributing in that way either so I felt like well I can't really go and buy that for me because I'm not contributing to our household stuff and, and that was one of our one of our you know issues is that Danica always had her own income. Mm. She always had her own money, you know. And now she was like, "Oh, I, I don't, I don't feel like." I was like, "Honey, it's our money. Like, you can you spend mm. it how you want to spend it." She's like, "No, I, I feel like I'm spending your money, you know." And it was it was quite kind of kind of. I mean, I, I guess that's just how Danica is, you know. Um, she always had her own money and and had her own independence. And now she was kind of having to rely on somebody else, uh, which kind of made her feel uncomfortable. But. You could spend a day, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, that would have been tough. The whole thing would have been tough because you were in the spotlight over here. You just transitioned out of, you know, being the, the top sport and um, women's sport. Mm -hmm. And now you're, you've made this commitment, but then, you know, just everything that you see is like, oh, shucks. Now I have to... Like I'm Joe's wife, or yeah. you don't really have your outlet, and so and it's cool that they, these are a lot of the um, issues, or these some of these stuff that um, couples go through mm. in terms of like work life, um, yeah. your sports, mm. um, careers, and and yeah. trying to find what's our thing and exactly how to navigate through it all. Yeah. And and uh, I think um, we've we've gone into business together now, um, and 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 you know those those same kind of issues are coming up now where um, you know time and trying to figure out how to run a business. I mean, being small business owners in New Zealand, man, you know, like um, coming back from France, you, we were coming back and we heard all these conversations about how oh, man it's so expensive in New Zealand. Um, you know, I hope you know what you're going to do, everything like that. And and when we first came back to New Zealand, it was like geez, what are we going to do, you know, how are we going to find our way, um, and I never thought, you know, like, geez, 
you know the amount of the amount of change in New Zealand over those eleven years that that the cost of of food and everything like that, um, you know, and just seeing more people living on the streets, more people living in their cars, you know, it's so different to to when I grew up. You know, I, I don't think I saw maybe one or two homeless people in, in Auckland, you know, and now there's there's so many and so many people ask for food and and money and stuff like that, and um, it, just that whole change coming back to New Zealand is crazy, but. Um, also working in business, um, small business owners and, and trying to make, um, you know, certain decisions and uh, working together, uh, you know, like we, we're, we're trying to figure it all out again. And it feels like, you know, we're back, we're back in that place where we were early on. You know, we got these pulls in different directions. We got, you know, financial issues that, that we got to try and figure out. But once again, you know, having been gone through all that hard, work and those those arguments and those fights have made us you know a lot tighter so it's it's helped us especially now trying to figure out okay how are we going to figure this out in this you know in these roles um but it's just been a good opportunity now to to, to get back in, into where we were figure everything out and be able to talk to each other have these conversations because in the past maybe we we found it hard to have conversations you know when we're arguing and um all those things but but just figuring each other out, I guess, over time and being able to have conversations and figure everything out. That's a really, really good thing at the moment. That's cool, man. That's cool, Togo. If we can get back, because I'm glad you kind of segued into the to, to your business and um, and obviously we can talk about F45 as well. But um, just going back to the identity, because I think it's quite common in terms of if you've married to someone or have a partner who's quite driven and has all these grandiose ideas and says, oh, I want to do this. And then somehow, you know, your, your partner or your wife could be, you feel like, hey, I've, I've lost the, my, who I am as, as, a, as an individual, mm-hmm. but more so as a person. But what kind of advice can you give for those couples who may be heading towards that kind of same um, rut, so to speak, in terms of not making the same mistake? Or something, something practical, some sort of solutions mm-hmm. in terms of, okay, in terms of the wife not feeling, I don't know who I am, and also the husband kind of, um, open communication and so forth what kind of advice could you give for some of those couples who may be on that yeah. um, that path or the avenue uh, D would say get your own message <laughs> <laughs> message yourself <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry. He's, just like, he's like just be straight up and just get your <laughs> you message your own damn self I've got my basketball game <laughs> hey yeah uh, but Hey, one, one, one thing I didn't say is that, hey, look, when she was playing basketball, hey, I did the massage yeah. too. She oh, said, hey, honey, you okay, know, okay. My, okay, yeah, game day massage, <laughs> boom, I was in there. And I, 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 guess, I guess it's, it's you know, you can see the work that she's done for you. Hey, give it back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and com- conversations are always hard. Like, um, we're not the best talkers. Like, we, we butt heads all the time. But to know that conversations might not go well, you know, or might conversations might go well, but to know that those those little things uh, are not going to pull you apart forever. You know, um, and you've just gone through so much. There's no use to 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 end things or or get really broken up over little things. Like little things can can hurt you, but it's not going to end you. You know what I mean? Like um, you might be angry with, with with each other over little things, but Hey, you've been through worse, you know. You got to be able to conversate, and conversations can be hard, um, especially when. <laughs> but also, you know, sometimes our little things are like 
the big ass pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh. said, "How man, this ain't this small?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though. She's like, "What are you angry for? What are you angry for?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, I totally understand. Yeah, little things, understandable, honey. No, I, th- I think it's just we. I mean, like anything, is knowing that the end. We love each other, and we're yeah. you know we're together, and we've got we've got a family, and we've got the kids and stuff like that. And yeah, we're not always going to be coming together, but we at the moment because we've been through those hard things. He understands maybe when my shoulder starts to turn or I start to get quiet. He knows that I'm going into a place where I'm obviously something. He's not he's done something, but you know, or something's gone wrong, and I'm I'm struggling to you know obviously talk about it or vice versa he i know the same thing if he goes into a quiet place or whatever i can't just poke the bear and ask the questions because he doesn't respond to that so we it's, we've known that as we've obviously gone through those um those times but our, our end result yes we might have a fight and get quite yet you know emotionally caught up in it and things can get heated and you can say some things that you'd probably just in the heat of the moment but our end result is that we we love each other and there's no mm. other part of it it's just right now it's just not mm. working and you know obviously the bits aren't falling into place with how we like it and it's not smooth sailing and but it will calm down because at the end of the you know at the end of the thing it's i'm here for you and you're here for me and we'll we'll figure it out sort of thing thank you thank you it's such a good answer and then i like what you said about um you know you go through hard times and it makes you stronger. And I think um, one of the things, sometimes it can be sort of one of the unseen consequences of going through hard times is sometimes there's scars and baggage that don't quite heal because you're still trying to move forward and provide and, and support each other. Um, have you had to have conversations where maybe some things in the past haven't quite, you guys haven't quite addressed them properly and then it's over time because you haven't addressed them, it's kind of forced you to sit down and be like, hey, actually... You know what, this thing, even though we're past it, past it, um, but it's happened a while ago, but maybe we need to talk about this kind of thing. Have you had to have uncomfortable conversations and what was it like for you guys to have to hash it out? Because there's no, you know, hey, you kind of have to go through it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and that's, that's, that's so real because, you know, you, you do have scars and baggage and, and you do carry things on, you know. Um, and it's, that, man, that's one of the hardest things is to forgive and forget, you know. You can, you can forgive, but it's hard to forget. Um, and and there's, there's always that baggage. Um, yeah, totally understandable. I, you know, and we, we have that same, we have those same issues. Um, and, you know, it's a constant thing to, to work through. And I guess, I don't know, we've... we've We've had baggage in the past, and you know it's been really hard conversations. But you know we've we've, we've always been able to sit down and talk it out, work it out, um, and you know, thank goodness, thank goodness, you know, like recently everything's been really good, and um, uh, you know those scars are, are, are nice and deep, and um, hopefully we can keep them there, darling. I just think that everybody has it and it's just knowing that when they do come up and when they do fester or if that you know something does it's 
allowing that person to have that time to be able to say how they feel about what's, you know, obviously this has caused me to feel like this and bring up that baggage again. And so then you can at the time, because, you know, those they do get smaller and smaller, but it does just allow that person to, I suppose, like when we've had our times and when we've gone into those places where we don't want to go or we don't like to be, but the, if it comes up, we do allow that person to obviously speak and say and feel that moment and then obviously we deal with it and move on and because I feel like if you don't address it there and then and if it doesn't come up it just festers again and becomes even bigger than it should have been in the first place and sometimes it's just that yeah like I said it's that conversation where you got to dip your toes back into that uncomfortable place again and then move on again so yeah it does it does get smaller but it just it's just that you know having that time to hash it out. Mm. I guess everybody has their moments eh like you know, it can come up again, and but that it is a, just a moment, you know, and it will pass. Mm. Everything passes. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Awesome, Dougal. And you're right. I think a lot of couples will go through those times, especially when you're kind of distressed or, or stressed, mm. and then sometimes little things happen and you just kind of bring back those memories and rehash those things in the past, and then we just kind of lash out. But you're right, mm. it will pass. And yeah. Because I think the greatest thing, what you just said, D, that you love your husband 100% mm-hmm. and, and vice versa. Uh, Joe loves you so much as to why the, this relationship in terms of you guys being together and your kids has just been a wonderful um, combination. Uh, yeah. But to F45, um, Dogo, was yeah. that always was that always part of the plan before coming back home or was that something that you just felt, you know, when you came back, like, let's just give nah. it a go. Tell us tell us how this whole thing entailed. And Yeah. And so so we, we came back to New Zealand. We'd, we had no idea what we were going to do and I think we spent about three months um, you know, trying to figure it all out. Um, and, and those were boring three months, eh? We were just sitting on the couch like, what are we going to do? Looking for work. Um, but luckily, you know, I, 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 did, I did some work as a, um, a builder. Um, I did some work at the local uh, rec centre. Um, you know, I helped out my brother around the house, little things like that. Um, and we saw the opportunity online. And, and we're lucky that, you know, my, my brother is a huge investor and he's invested in us, uh, invested in me and Danica and helped us out. Um, so so the opportunity just popped up, you know, and my background is uh, I studied uh, exercise science in, in, in the States. So my background, I, I always wanted to, to help athletes um get scholarships in the States. That that was my biggest, you know, that's the thing that I really wanted to work on. Um, and then, you know, we looked at starting a gym or buying a gym or something like that. And we saw, you know, F45 Manukau come up and we're like, hey, you know, sh- sh- shall we try? Sh- shall we give it a go? My brother, my brother was in it 100%. He said, yeah, man, you look, I, I you know, I can front the money. We can, you know, put this together. Um, uh, you know, I believe in you too. Let's go. So I'm really lucky. You know, my brother saw that we're passionate people, um, and and something. You know, I'm not everybody has a brother that can help you out like that. So we were really lucky, um, and and we were able to to purchase the the gym. And uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been a great last. Uh, how's it been? Five five months now. Yeah, fast. Eh? Eight months. Five, eight, eight, eight months. months. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. No, <laughs> yeah, it goes, it goes it is, fast. It is fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, shout out to your brother, man. Like that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, um, and you know, he was a big part of our relationship too because early on he would always pay for my flights to come back to New Zealand. Um, you know, every time I wanted to come home, and it was basically every six months. 
be like, hey, bro, uh, I need need to come home, you know. And he, yeah, no worries, you know. He'd throw the money in there and, and get me home. Um, and he's just supported me. He's my older brother, and he just supported me all the way through. Um, I mean, not everybody has that, so we were really lucky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's your brother's name? Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam. He's. You might have met him. He's. He's a member. Um, yeah. Um, but he's. He's. He's always been. Ah, oh, you know, top notch. So shout out to Sammy. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sammy Did you guys have to learn the whole? Yeah. Um, exercise the industry around, uh, like everything around F forty five. Yeah. How was that? <sighs> Yeah, Mind we were, blowing. Yeah, we were kind of given the keys and that was it. We kind of had a little bit of a, probably, I think it was about a couple of hours to learn the system and then we got thrown and we hadn't run a business before or we hadn't done any anything on this calibre, you know. So we, I mean, I only ran my household. I, I didn't know how to do all the paperwork in this extreme. So it was, we literally, and then we literally had a week and I think we had a first challenge come up and I was like, what's the challenge? Like I had, you, you kind of were like, we were on Instagram looking at other people, what other people were doing. Um, obviously from our members, we were kind of like sliding the little questions like, so what did you guys do last time? Kind of to get that understanding. And we, and obviously with us too, we wanted to be on the floor and we wanted to really feel what our members either were missing or what they needed or what have you. So that's how we sort of just learnt it as we go. We would, I'd push a button on the computer and go, oh, I hope this is going through kind of thing. That was a really hit and miss. And we just learnt to ask the questions and we get the feel for what we wanted to do. But he, it was obviously Joe this is his passion and obviously he loves this kind of thing so we when we went with it I mean I'll do all the paperwork in the background I don't mind doing all that stuff but um yeah this is where he was and I just thought you know this is the it was just to go for it and Mm. give it a go yeah like just the opportunity popped up and we just jumped on it straight away um you know and and we've had to learn everything on the go you know taxes um uh scheduling you know um Paying, paying, yeah, oh man, you know, and, and then and then working in the industry. But it's been really, you know, mind-opening to, to, to learn all these things and to see how, what, what other people go through. I mean, it's, it's such a challenge. And, you you know, like, I always thought, hey, these guys own, own a business, you know, man, they must be raking in the money, da-da-da, you know, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, for small business owners in New Zealand, it's really tough. Um, figuring everything out, you know, uh, you know, franchise fees, everything like that, um, you know. And I think we've built a great, great environment in, at our gym. You know, we've, we're on site all the time. Uh, we want our, our our members to be happy and you know having fun. And it's my passion. You know, I, I love I love fitness and and sport and everything like that. And I just want to make sure that you know we have a place where people can come to and they feel at home. You know, like um, we only get so much time to ourselves. And to be able to go to a place where you feel comfortable and you feel like you can have fun and people are there to pat you on the back and, you know, make sure you're having a good time and working for your own health and fitness and stuff like that. Um, creating a place like that is so important. Uh, you know, that's that's one thing that I'm so passionate about. And I'm happy that we've that we've gone into this industry and, um, you know, that, that we can grow a business. And, and hopefully over the next few years uh, we can, you know, grow a few more. So, awesome. yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Does um, Pete turn up to his classes or? <laughs> hey, you know what? He, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so, you know, ebbs and flows, right? Ebbs and flows. <laughs> no, uh, Pete's been back. He's been going hard, you know, man, and, and it's good to see. Um, so uh, 
uh, Patia and his and his wife Caroline and um, Charlize, they they're all members at the gym and they all come in. Um, and you know it's so awesome to see a group of people come in and work so hard. Um, Charlize. Patia's daughter, man, she's amazing. She comes in, she works out so hard every time. She does doubles. She comes in, you know, does two sessions in a day. Sometimes she makes our our, our, our male, you know, members, you know, like look okay, sideways, yeah. like, holy cow, she's lifting the same as me. What's going on? You know? Um, but, hey, <laughs> shout out to the Wilsons, you know. They working hard. So, yeah, good to have them at the gym. Oh, you know, with all the challenges around finding the business and everything going on and just moving back, like, what's been the biggest? highlight in terms of like opening the gym the people that you guys get to connect with on yeah. the daily for me man it's it's to see the growth eh? like um people that have come in not you know like f45 they look at it and say oh yeah you know like uh they have certain thoughts about it you know tough sessions weight loss stuff like that but to see people come in and just you know see them come back um see them putting in the work uh you know like we, we try and keep uh, records of, of how people work each time. So when they come in, uh, we might have a ski erg. And, you know, I always I always take what they've done on that ski erg and I keep it. So um, for the last eight months, I've got records on all the members and, and all their ski erg numbers. And I'm constantly typing that in. And, mate, to see people come in, you know, and, and, and they've, their, their ski erg numbers have started at like 300 and all of a sudden they're at 1,000, you know, like man, these people come in here and they work so hard and, and to see them progress, I mean, and that's the amazing thing is to see people progress over time and that's one of the most important things for me. You know, you might not see the weight loss, you might not see the work they do in every day, but hey, look, those numbers don't lie. You know, they, they show that you're putting in that work and you're working hard and it's just amazing to see people grow and, and that's one of the biggest things for me is just to see people grow and, and, and become their best selves. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I mean, for me, it's more just to see the journey that they go on because sometimes F45 has a stigma of being so, it's hard, it's 45 minutes and it's a slog and people are going to fall on, you see people on the ground, it's, you know, but it's, and that's what's hard because some people just find it really hard to walk through the door and I think we capture or we try to capture when they do walk through the door to have that moment where they feel like, oh no, this is actually, I can achieve, I'm a, I want to achieve and it might be the smallest things but we try to really you know, incorporate that achievement and we've got some members that didn't say a word to us when we first turned up, you know, wouldn't we would come in and then leave again and we we're very quiet but now they're chatting and we hear about their day and all that and for me that's what I enjoy I really love seeing them being a part of something and seeing them loving being a part of something so I think for uh, for us and I mean he can do all the numbers and he's the you know he does that but I really enjoy seeing the people that walk through the door shy and very timid about the whole you know gym atmosphere but then becoming a member that turns up every day and is enjoying it and loves putting their attendance dot up on the board or you know and then telling me about their day and how they've you know what they've done and what they're going to do and how they achieve and then the high five and the smile when they walk out so for me that's the biggest highlight that I uh, you know really thrive on when I go to work too. That's me. I think we need to come and record an episode one day. We'll all come and do a workout. So just yeah. so we witness if Pete's doing his burpees hey, and man. if his number's gone up, <laughs> and then we'll put it up there. <laughs> yeah. He's a beast. He's a beast. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, thanks, Dougal. But, uh, yeah, it is, like you said, um, D, you, you weren't kidding. He, he is passionate. You are. Mm. It's just that, just that segment you were just talking about, um, F45, Joe, you are. You're very passionate. And... The work that you both do, because I, I, I can attest, because I've been there, 
uh, when, when I do come. But um, <laughs> but it is, you're making such an, an uh, amazing environment where people want to be there. It is kind of like a real family. You know, people come in and people talk, people laugh. But they're laughing during the, the during the workup, uh, and it's, it's can be can it be quite a bit of, bit of a slog, but because of what you guys do, and because of the just the, your your nature and the presence, and you guys are ah, you guys are really uh, on the ground, making sure people uh, feel welcome. It's um, it is it's, it's an amazing environment, yeah. and that's props to you guys uh, for making this um, work, and props to, to for you um, for taking the the, the helm of the of yeah. of um, F forty five. You both. And and making it work for everyone else that comes. And I can I can guarantee you, I always hear positive things about what you guys do. So mere props to you guys. Yeah, I don't love Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, uh, just to add to that, I mean, we've we've always been part of a team, right? And I think that's the biggest thing. We want everybody in our team. And you know, you know, when a when a team does well is when everybody's tight and work together. So that's important for us. Just right now, we're on a challenge, so team blue all the way. <laughs> team red, 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 red. We're on opposite sides, so a little bit clashing heads there. But yeah. And that's really interesting. I I love the passion. And when I think about, um, you know, some of the best experiences I've had have been in terms of working out and stuff, I've been at F45 um, in the past. But I'm always curious because. I suppose on my own health journey is like trying to find the right place. And I, my struggle has always been like, how do places where you feel intense pain and hard work, like how do you build true community? How do you find heart? Cause that's always what I look for. Like I'll travel. I almost feel like a nomad where like, I'll go try something and it sounds really cool. Website looks awesome. Go in there, cool music and all that. But just something's like the heart is missing. And I'm still yet to find the place where I can really connect and be like, this is my community. Like, this is my people. So um, I'm curious in terms of, you have such unique backgrounds in terms of being professional athletes and then coming down now to help other people, you know, have some of this fire, some of this passion. What do you think in your mind is the secret to generating a great community um, in your business, but just in general in terms of building a team? You mentioned team. What's the... The, the secret ingredient, the key ingredient to building a great team. Ooh, I don't know. Hey, um, I guess being genuine. I mean, um, it's it's my passion. It's something I'm I'm so um, invested in, um, and I don't know. Like I said, being part of a team, I always want my teammates to thrive. You know, I always want the best for them. I think that's that's been a part of me is that I always want the best for my teammates. I want my team to be doing well, you know, and just having that environment where I, I can go and pat you on the back, you can pat me on the back. I want, man, like I read something, you know, we're all pack animals. We're like wolves, you know, like we want to cheer together. We want to slap hands. We want to, you know, like hug each other and, and go through those experiences. Like we're pack animals, you know, like that's, that's, that's what we live for, you know, and, and, um, I, I worked at, at Manirewa and um, at, at the pools and leisure there and I just remember man seeing like people after their workout they'd always be high-fiving and chihooing and you know like helping pick up weights and and helping the trainers put stuff away and people could come and talk to you about anything you know anything you wanted to chat about they'd be there for you and it was I, I just looked back and I was like far out I hope I'm a part of something like that, you know, where where people are just so genuine and like can get along with each other and share anything with each other, you know. And 
a gym, a gym, or any anywhere, your workplace, um, anything like that. You want to have those experiences, and I think I think you know creating having a family. You know, like I don't know you you. You're working, you know. You you only get one percent of your day to to actually focus on you, you know. When you go to the gym, you want it to be a great experience, you know. You want to you want to feel happy. You want to feel excited to go. I mean, you might not feel happy because the workout's hard or something like that, but you want to be able to walk in. It's easy to walk in, you know. You don't want it to be a chore to walk in. You want it to be easy to walk in, and that's the most important thing. And just having that family vibe. Um, I guess you know, coming from a family that's tight, really tight, uh, being in teams that are that have been tight, um, especially playing for the Kalatahi, you know, like you're from a small nation, and we're, it's like you against the world, you know, and that that's such a tight knit family, and I want that same kind of feeling when you walk into our gym or anybody's gym, really, you know, like that family environment, like I don't know, you know, like I just want everybody to be happy to be there, you know. Just create that environment. Yeah. No, I mean that's it. you said everything. I mean, like you said, we just we're there. We're there for the people, and we want them to succeed in whatever it is. And if it comes down to, I mean, I know when I was in my peak, I I hated training. I have anything to do with running around a track or doing anything that was not shooting, just shooting the goal. I despised it. Like I didn't enjoy it at all. So. I know that when it is hard to walk through the door and it is hard to sometimes do it, but you know, like the feeling that you have that's after a training session like that, when you've done it with a buddy or you've done it with a friend that's in the same boat as you, they're probably hurting just mm. as bad as you or, you know, even worse, hopefully it's at times, but it's more, yeah, it's just having that achievement that I've done it, like, you know, and ticking it off and getting those endorphins of like, wow, I've done that, I want to do better next time, you know, that sort of thing and having that that um, group together. But yeah, it is bringing that team together and we always try and find that, you know, that little one percenter of how we can be that community to come together and Obviously, at the moment, we enjoy, you know, trying to bring them together, not just with F45. We want to look for other things like outside to do things that are, you know, outside together or, you know, because everybody has their strengths in different areas. And obviously, some some of them are really good at the aerobic sides in the gym. Some of them are really good at doing the strength training sides of things and that. But we want them to enjoy, OK, well, it's time to go for a run now. But everybody enjoying it in their own sort of sense. So that's we always try and look for something else to, you know, to try and bring them together and we that's why we like being on the ground I suppose because we can really get the feel from each other or from the other groups or from the members of what they really like and what they don't like and how we can try to you know adjust the trainings to really fit everybody into the the, the mold I suppose. Man that's cool mm-hmm. uh, I, I can tell that you guys both genuinely enjoy helping other people through their own journeys mm-hmm. um, when everything sits on your shoulders as it does as business owners can it be tiring sometimes to have the energy to like, you know, because I know it must feel good. And even if it's your passion, sometimes people get tired of their passion. You're not always 100% like, yeah, let's go every second of the day. Is it tiring when everything falls on you and you still have to like keep the energy going, even if you're personally not quite feeling it? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, but I guess, um, you know, like I, I, I'm like I said, I'm passionate about it. Um, and when you're waking up in the morning, I mean, uh, my alarm goes at three fifty in the morning, um, and I, you know, it's always tough. Um, you know, three or four days into the week, and now I've got to get up again. Okay, you got to get your vibe back up. But 
when you see people come in and you know they've they've done the early morning six days in the week you know they've they've got up every morning to come in and bust their ass at five o'clock in the morning you know why can't i be there as well to help them um and i i you know when 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 i see we've got members that that'll come to every class six days a week five o'clock sessions every morning i'm like man i i don't know if i could do that you know so waking up at 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 four o'clock in the morning to be there to give them an opportunity to come in and, and have their workout and do their thing you know that that kind of drives me as well and oh man big 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 ups to, to some of our members because you know if their energy to come in every morning is amazing and and you just want to give that back to them and help them through that situation so i guess i and, and that that that's what drives me too you know that what helps me get through the day is, is to know that hey look they're putting in the work i got to do the same you know so yeah and some members i mean they lift you up like you might be having like yeah there's times that we could get home and we're like oh my gosh that's been a long day or what have you but it's when you go in and it's you you get that vibe from them like they walk in that you know they've obviously some of them are feeling it some are not feeling it so you really get the vibe off them and as soon as that welcoming thing starts to clock on i think you just go into another drive of knowing okay this is 45 minutes let's you know let's hit the road you know ground running so it's yeah, you really get that vibe. You, I mean, you can have your low days as well, but I think that just all turns off as soon as, the, you know, like the green light turns on, it's um, it's all go. And, I mean, we enjoy it. We just love it at the moment. And, I mean, maybe ask us in 10 years' time if we still love it, if we're still there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at the moment, it's, yeah, ticking along nicely. And we do, we obviously, and we try and, we try and, offload it off each other if he, I mean at the moment he does all the early mornings so I do the stuff at home but um and then I come in in the evenings and do the evening shifts and stuff like that so we try and keep that balance as much as we can and if we see obviously see him dipping and he needs to sleep then obviously we'll, I'll jump in there and uh, <laughs> let him, oh, let him do. But the career's over no more massages <laughs> here's the gun yeah here's the gun exactly exactly she, she's got she's massaging now for money so um, yeah make, you know my, I'm to the side I, I don't pay so <laughs> unlucky else well, we've talked about a lot of your guys challenges but what are some of the like highlights and some of the things that really that you guys have learned about each other that you, that's really made you guys that's blown you guys mm. away in terms of like yeah um, knowing how each other took um, knowing when you guys need a date night um, mm. knowing when hey mom dad can you look after our kids we hey some time away yeah yeah um and and that's 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 one of the things is that's really important right um, to find that time for each other and we we haven't been on a date night. For a while, eh, honey? Uh, might, might have to do that. What tomorrow, maybe? Uh, you know, and and, and to realize, <laughs> yeah. to realize we haven't done it in a while. Thank you for bringing that up, because you know, I think that's one of the most important things is to know when you need each other, because you know you've got the got the kids, you got a job, you know, you've got other things. Um, but to 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 get back into that, hey, we need each other as well. Um, so tomorrow it is. Let's go. Sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> you make sure. You make sure tomorrow. I'm going to ask you tomorrow. So no classes. <laughs> hey, I'll, coffee date. I'll, I'll come run your class. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but um, we, no, we, we, we try, we try um, you know, every now and then coffee date, um, a little something to, to, to get away and just have that time just to have a conversation with each other about little things, you know, not work or um, anything like that. It's cool. Hey, um, Joe, because you, you mentioned um, you know, you're probably thinking of having more, I don't know, more F45 or the franchises. Oh, we can see. Yeah, have more kids. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Hey, we've had that conversation about kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish we had more kids, but no. Um, two, 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 and we're happy. I've got three. <laughs> Yeah. That's <laughs> what my wife said. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But in terms of the franchises, in terms of, are you thinking of in future sense, are you thinking of having some more F45s or are you thinking of something totally different? Oh, um, so my time in the States, um, I, you know, trained, tra- while I was playing American football, I trained to, to go into the NFL draft um, and going through that whole situation of, of working out in these massive gyms where um you know they're they're trying to get athletes ready for the olympics or for the nfl nba they're trying to get um you know high school students ready for college uh everything like that so i've always had this dream of 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 a training center um you know a place where where kids from high school can go to to you know better themselves um the professional athletes can work out you know a place where we got um you know where we got hot tubs cold tubs recovery we got physios massages um it was so walking into a place like that um in 2003 the first time and seeing this you know like a one-stop shop where everybody can go, you know, they can work out, they can do recovery, um, you know, and that, that, when I saw that, I was like, fuck, that's, you know, I want to build that in New Zealand. And I mean, back then the, the gym industry, you know, was nowhere near where it is now. There's, there's a gym on every corner now. Um, and there are places like that starting to pop up, you know, in New Zealand. And once again, that opportunity, uh, it was, it was to, to give athletes an opportunity. And I wanted to, to get that in New Zealand and give, you know, kids in New Zealand and South Auckland a chance to, to get scholarships to go over to America um, because, you know, like you can get free education. And that's what I, that was what I wanted to do is I wanted to open a, a training center where kids can go and, you know, train, get stronger, get faster and get an opportunity to, to better themselves to eventually maybe go over to America, um, you know, NBA, NFL, these huge, these huge industries over there, you know, get them opportunity to go over there. There's so much talent in New Zealand, so much talent. And, um, you know, even if it's the NRL or something like that, you know, just, and to, you know, growing up and seeing kids slip through the gaps, you know, um, you know, you, I went to high school, um, you know, intermediate with these amazing athletes, guys that I was like, you should be an all black. You know, but as 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 their life went on, you know, there's certain things happened, opportunities didn't come their way, um, you know, injuries or things like that. And, you know, I just thought, hey, like, there's so much talent here. I want to find a pathway for these people to move on, um, you know, and, 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 and take those those opportunities in their fists and go hard. Um, and I think those things are building now. But yeah, when I said you know other things, that, that's that's my that's my ultimate dream is to, to open a place like that. Um, so hey, F forty five will start there, um, and hopefully we can transition into into something else. But yeah. we'll see, we'll see. It's awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. 
Man, so you're thinking of a kind of massive complex uh, academy, or just sports sports academy, or kind of yeah, 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 um, yeah, it's a, a training centre, um, uh, yeah, place for kids to to better themselves. So awesome, dream. Uh, yeah. Something yeah. we need, um, especially for Southside. Like, yeah, uh, we have different pockets of it, and um, but man, we've got some of the most talented um, kids here in our own backyard, and. Yeah. All they need is that little bit of opportunity and a platform, mm. and yeah. it's cool you're dreaming like that, and hopefully becomes yeah. comes to fruition. And now you got a supportive wife that will be like, oh, another dream, okay, <laughs> I'll do. It. We'll get there. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I haven't asked her yet. Can I? What are these like? Yeah, she's looking at me like, what did you want to do? Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to ask because you mentioned the ultimate dream. Well, what's your ultimate dream, D? Oh, God. I mean, uh, with him obviously doing the sporting side, so I've always sort of, my passion at the moment is I love sports massage. So, like, I love healing. Obviously, he can do all the hurting and the thing, and I can heal them afterwards, but that's definitely something that I've always loved. I did it for a year. Obviously, I did it down in Southland before I had Kailani, and then I found out I was pregnant with her, so I obviously went overseas and put my studies to the side. But once I got back into it, I've really enjoyed it and it's a huge passion and um, I got the big ups they're saying that you're pretty good at it from the one and only but um, obviously I, I, I've always loved doing it I've always even when I received as an athlete I loved receiving a massage and it was something that I kind of wanted to go down to I thought physio was something that I kind of liked um, to do but I've actually really enjoyed doing massage and you know, seeing someone fall asleep in a deep sleep on the bed is some, you know, quite rewarding as a massage therapist. And I think that's what I'd love to do. And I'd love to open up or have here. I find it's a very short. We're very short with massage therapists and the, the sporting sides of things. But to have, you know, a group of us that can be able to be on call for, you know, the Springbok or any, anybody that comes into, you know, New Zealand. Um, I think that that's something that I'd like to open up. But at the moment, it would be just my own little clinic or a little room off the, the gym that we want to open and then yeah, um, yeah and then awesome. yeah just have my own little place where people can come and yeah go from there but yeah yeah we're so nicky where's the massage gun, the massage gun. <laughs> uh, so your massage for the the warriors yeah, at the moment. Ah, so man, how's that team going, man? Uh, yeah, must be the must be the must be the must be the wonder why. Everyone's been praising um, Webster, but hey, I think so too. Yeah, I think Webster. No, but it's. I mean, it's been pretty epic. I sort of we arrived back into New Zealand, and yeah, I got the opportunity. I had a friend. He actually plays with the New Zealand men's team, and he he's a massage therapist and was working with. The boys but also with Moana Pacific boys and he needed a therapist at the time and I said I you know did it and so it sort of just fell into working with them and then the opportunity with the Warriors have come up and they're doing really well so my contracts have been extended so awesome. it's been um, obviously working with them and I work with them in a, on a weekly basis and then um, had the Moana Pacific and then work with the netball girls as well so it's been it's been nice to sort of go back into the sporting world of things but on a different level um, but yeah no so I've been working with the boys 
Um, I actually did them just the other day, and then we we go in and get on a Friday. But it's quite it's quite awesome. They're a different bunch, and they're just the vibe that they have at the moment, and obviously the team environment that they've got going on at the moment is huge. To be a part of that is pretty pretty special. I mean, even just to be in the the stands at the moment with you know being a supporter, if you're a hardcore yeah, supporter man. with a jersey so on, good. it's pretty epic. But mm. you know, being in the changing rooms and getting them ready for the game is probably another thing as well. Yeah, so good. Yeah, oh, you must be the Part of the, the reason why they're yeah. so good. To they, they expect uh, the reason <laughs> yeah, yeah. why they are, they succeeded. <coughs> but yeah. man, oh, just I just wanted to just add as well because uh, obviously in terms of your careers and so forth, and you guys are very busy, very busy um, people. Um, but in terms of culture, um, because it would be nice to kind of get from you guys in terms of the culture. Obviously, your Tongan, Tongan um, Māori. But in terms of culture, what's is that? Does it obviously must play a big part in terms of who you are as, as an individual? But um, be nice to hear kind of in terms of how is that imparted in you in terms of who you are, but also as your identity. Yeah, um, so it's been really cool because um, my daughter's r- really got into dancing the taolonga. So um, you know, I, I I don't speak Tongan, but uh, I got a large Tongan family. Um, my father's one of eighteen. So I've got a lot of cousins and, and aunties and uncles. And, um, you know, I've always wanted, like, because I don't speak Tongan, you know, and um, that was always a kind of shame for me. So having my daughter learn Taolunga and um, I wanted to learn the language and she's getting passionate about it and that and seeing that is just so awesome. Um, so, you know, I, I want my kids to have that identity. You know, something... Uh, I was born in Fiji. I grew up speaking a little bit of Fijian. Uh, moved to New Zealand. Um, you know, I didn't have a huge background with my with my uh, Tongan father. Um, so, so to have that with my kids, you know, and now she's learning the poi, um, and and you know, she's 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 in the cultural group at school. Um, so, you know, having that identity is just so cool, you know. And, and I hope I hope she carries on and she learns the languages um, and she's passionate about it because. Um, you know that little shame that I had, and, and and I hope that you know she 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 blossoms into into what I wasn't. You know, being able to do all the cultural things with my family, um, being able to do the taonga dance, you know, at, at big festivals or whatever. Um, you know, learning the Maori culture, everything like that. You know that, and that, and that's important for us because it's part of our identity. It's part of where we came from, and um, I, and. We probably, myself and Danica, we probably missed that part of our upbringing because we both we both don't speak the language, um, you know, and and but being able to have our kids uh, flourish into that, you know, that's just it's it's been really cool and amazing, yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely. I mean, obviously, we were. At the, I was like he was just saying at the generation where I think my dad was ashamed to speak Maori, and you know, you couldn't mm. look Maori in ways. You had to try and be, you know, a part of the society at the time. And he obviously, and it relayed back to us. But so, like, we hardly went to the marais or learned any of that sort of stuff growing up. And um, obviously, doing the Maori culture at school was probably the closest we got to being who we were as an identity. So. Um, obviously growing up it was really hard and then obviously going to France it was a whole different thing for my daughter because she literally turned up to France at one and a half I think she was and then she left when she was uh, 12 so she 
yeah, she only knew the French culture. She only knew how to speak, you know, she spoke French fluently. She was in the, in the, and learnt their ways a lot of the time. So, and then when we came home, so it was a huge thing. She came home and she's like, mum, I'm in the culture group and we're learning the dances, we're learning this. And she, just to see her light up like that, because she was learning part of her family, was um, obviously something we both were like, you know, we, we love to see. So, um, yeah, so it's a huge part. And we let them, like, we're I see, do it, learn, do what you want to do, like, I won't hold her back on anything like that and she obviously goes with grandma and grandpa to all the you know the the um dances the family gatherings and learns that she i mean i think, I think she learned to dance in two days and then she got up in front of the whole family and did it and stuff like that and she just thrived on it and i mean she made mistakes and she did it but she still did it and i think that was the biggest thing for i think most of people was that that failing you know mm-hmm. failing but she she's taking it two hands and i think you know for her it's you know i said to her just to learn and enjoy it because you are you're you're multi tongan mm-hmm. so like there's not many around and obviously she's a bit of a special one because she's nearly like six foot three i think at 13 so oh. she's yeah so oh. she's gonna stand out so she's definitely gonna you know i think fly the flag for both of us in cool. regards to being you know proud mm. there must be a massive bonus i'm um, coming home and seeing that for your children eh? and yeah and probably for her probably I don't know, does she feel like um, coming back and then seeing people that look like her? It's like, oh yes. my gosh. That was, yeah. Something that's been missing. Yeah. That was oh. the first thing she kind of walked. We were at a street. We, it was actually uh, Lonnie's daughter. We obviously were in the last club. And um, obviously Lonnie has a daughter that looks very similar to our daughter. And um, we were walking down the street. And she was like, mum, there's Lonnie or uh, Yaya. And I said, oh no, darling, that's And she was like, but she looks like Yaya. And I said, yes. And then she went down the street. She goes, she looks like Yaya too. And then she, and then she realised there was a lot of people around that looked yeah. like her. Because obviously in France, again, they're very tiny. Like I'm telling you, small. And my daughter, even my son, they stood out like anything. I mean, in one class photo we have, my son looks like an actual teacher in the photo because he's taller than the teacher. So those sort of things, like they really, really stood out. So obviously coming home and feeling a part of something because, again, they looked like the community they look like the you know the people that were just walking down the street and loving it and yeah that's what I think was something that we obviously the reason probably another big pull is why we wanted to come home as well that's awesome mm. that's yeah. so fascinating yeah like I just think it must be cool to come back um you know like you mentioned and then there must be pieces of themselves that they'll that will only click in place because they've come and experience yeah. a season of their life here. Yeah. Um, has the journey between your daughter and your son been similar in terms of that cultural journey? Um, because I know even if kids are within the same family, you know, different personalities, yeah. they'll take up different things. How's it been for Geo? Has it been similar sort of trajectory in terms of embracing uh, uh, aspects of his culture? Well, he, he, he loves being with the grandparents, you know, and my dad is full, he's classic Tongan, and um, so so he goes along to church with him, he's, he's learned to be an altar boy, um, hold the cross, you know, uh, do those things at church, and, you know, he's been to the cultural things, the dances, the festivals, the, the dinners, the, you know, whaikawa as well, uh, so um, I, for him, I'm not sure, you know, he hasn't he hasn't really, like, jumped at it and, like, and you know started to oh he's actually started to talk a bit of Māori speak a little Māori um, learn learn a little bit of the language um, so it's really cool but no my, my daughter's like she's gone full into it you know she's sitting at home looking at YouTube trying to learn dances and I, I never thought you know like she would do that you know but man she she loves it eh? and, and she, that learning her culture is just awesome 
that's cool. Yeah. And it's a good time at the moment, eh, with the revitalization of um, Te Reo and then mm. everyone's um, Pacific culture on display. Yeah. Were you guys here? Have you guys been a part of the parades during the World Cups in the NZ yet? Since being back? No. Oh, man. Wait until MMT come around and the World Cups come around. Oh, no, man. Yeah, it's been crazy. In the, well, when you were. Yeah, in 2011 here oh. in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, hey. he, that was pretty hectic. Though. Yeah, was, man, yeah. that was that was probably the most. I act like um, you guys been away for like ever. <laughs> That, that that was one of the most. Years. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, for me it feels. Like. Yeah. No, 2011, 2011 in New Zealand. Um, that was out outrageous. You know. Did you see the movie? Um, no, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. No, that's on my bucket list. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I got to see that. You're part of that team. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that, oh, I mean, that just cemented. You know, oh man. No, just just that was absolutely amazing, you know, mm. um, and just to be lucky enough to be in that situation, to play in that team, um, to be around those people, um, you know, so many amazing athletes, and just the pride to see, mm. hey, you know, it was funny because uh, I think Samoa had come in a few days earlier, and it was like the Tongan people were like, hey, come on, let's 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 go, we gotta show our support, we gotta be, we you know, we gotta be awesome, mm. da, da, da. and then the airport, you know, like freaking walking out in front of like all I'd never seen it, but you know, like it was something that nobody had really seen before and you know just having that hey look man mate matonga you know <laughs> you know like oh, it was it was absolutely cool. amazing yeah yeah but hey hopefully one day you know my, my daughter can yeah, can experience can something that you know if there's another world cup in new zealand i'd love her to take along and or even a game you know haven't yeah. haven't done that yet but it would be awesome experience yeah. and already <laughs> joe i saw um, a car this evening i was driving um, back home and i saw the the flags were the flags out. Flags. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! All the fours and saw the sound white white arm truck of the four Dongan flags. Like, oh man, yeah, it's yeah, already yeah, starting yeah. at the World Cup here. So oh. some more flags only come out when we're winning. <laughs> hey, you're winning. You're winning. Yeah, 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 yeah. So hey, this World Cup's going to be awesome, man. That's oh, one man, thing I'm really looking forward to with the with the change in the rules and you know the squads that yeah. are the Tongan, the Samoans, the Fijians. They're all putting together, man. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait for it. Ah, uh, I'm French. <laughs> bonjour, hey. bonjour, bonjour. the power. Watch out for those French men. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna be man, good too. Uh, yeah. And cool. out of curiosity, um, and it might seem like a shallow question, but just because you guys have both been professional athletes, do you watch the sports that you used to play really fiercely <laughs> and like critique it harder or like? super passionate like what's it like watching the sports that you've been a part of at the highest level oh well um i've started coaching so um sitting down man it's so funny i'm like oh what is the coach thinking why why would he train that 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 certain thing why would he make the players do that you know and i'm like breaking down the match and like oh look at those forwards man they shouldn't be in that situation da, da, da. Oh, it's 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 bad because I'm just sitting there talking to myself and everybody's like, "What's this guy doing?" Yeah, but um, yeah, coaching and I'm, yeah, trying trying to do that. So um, I never I never used to be a big rugby watcher, 
actually. Um, all through my career, you know, I, I never really watched my own games. Um, I, I didn't watch, you know, I never watched really the All Blacks either. Uh, Super Rugby wasn't a great big fan. I was always an American football guy, you know, that's, that's a sport that I really watched a lot of. Um, but now going into coaching, I'm just like, oh man, I just break down everything. It's ridiculous. I, I, I don't. I, I probably don't even really um, enjoy watching the game. You know, I'm just like breaking everything down. <laughs> yeah. My, my yeah. play else for. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I didn't get to watch netball a lot when I left to go to France because they didn't have it. They don't know what netball is or we didn't have it on the screens or obviously streaming and doing all that sort of. I sort of left it. I wouldn't even, when I flew back, I would probably wouldn't even have known a silver fern if I fell over them sort of. But just recently, obviously being in the Netball World Cup, I did watch a few of the games and I probably was not critical, but I was like, oh my God. Goodness, they didn't pass it over here. Or obviously, the game's changed a lot. From mm. it's a lot faster, and obviously, there's a few rules that I didn't know, and I did yell at the TV why that was that way. But <laughs> then my sister reinformed me that the short pass and all that sort of stuff has changed. So, um, but no, I, I mean, it was nice to watch. You know, nice to be there and watching the girls again, and obviously, being massaging. I knew a few of them, but um, yeah, I, I don't critique. I never watched it when I was. You know, going through any of my games, I mean, I really hated even watching myself on the television and getting critiqued by the coach. So yeah, and I I don't coach it or anything like that. But yeah, it was um, it was nice to watch, and you know, as a you know to come back. But yeah, it was hard to watch at the same time because <laughs> the results, I suppose. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. And do the kids play sports? Yes. What's that like then? Yeah, that's hey, hard, man, probably. that's that's, <laughs> that's so oh, hard. No, being that's, us. It's very hard, but oh. we try very hard because my son plays soccer. So again, we had to learn. That was a very French, obviously a European. So he played soccer. So we had to learn that, and I found that very frustrating to watch. I was like, why can't they kick it, or they can't go that way, or this way, or. And with my son, like, you know, just even sometimes you'd sit back and watch and I'd be like, go, keep going, why are you standing? Like, you know, kind of thing. So oh. we had to learn very quickly to be the parent that didn't say so much. And then obviously my daughter took up basketball. So she's a very basketball, she played basketball in France. And then, um, yeah, and again, we had to be those parents that didn't give out so much information because then... She was looking at me, but mum, the coach said this, and here I am yelling at her to do something, and she oh. didn't know. She didn't want to put. She didn't want to say no, mum. I can't listen to you because I've got to listen to the coach because I'm mum. And at the same time, so we really had, we really struggled with that at the start because yeah. we gave out, we were firing things left, right, and centre, being those parents, and um, yeah. So we had we came pulled back on that, but um, yeah, my daughter plays basketball and um, my son plays soccer and. She has gone into netball, my daughter. She didn't obviously know anything about it because when we first got here, she was like, why are they wearing letters on the mum? Like, she's got a GS, uh, she's got a centre, what is that? Like, you know, where is the backboard kind of thing? Because she hadn't really, I mean, she saw me play it, but she was one and a half, like, and then in France, they just didn't have it. So so she came back in, yeah, and um, obviously being the size and height she is, she's been slotted back into goal shoot. And the first thing I got was, man, that was boring, mum. Did you do that all your career? <laughs> <laughs> so I got that and I was like, well, actually, yeah, mummy, that's what she did. And she was like, whoa, boring. Like, Because she's such a basketball person. She likes the physicality. She likes to dribble. She likes to go to the hoop. 
to stand there and put your hand up and just ask for the ball is pretty boring. So she's she's adapting, she's enjoying. I mean, she's just come off a tournament. She just played it um, today, so mm. she likes it. But at the same time, she will veer to basketball. If ne- there was a netball in a basketball game, she would go to the basketball <laughs> game for yeah. sure. Yeah. Fair enough. And and what's it like in terms of because as professional athletes, you're doing your best to win. So having as parents. You want your kids to have fun and put in their best effort, but how do you help them overcome the disappointment that comes with sometimes things don't go your way? If it's stiff, be your man. Your coach, he's useless. I'm, I'm the one who played. I've conversations with kids. Man, you know, it, it, the toughest, one of the toughest things is to not yell, you know, to be on the sideline and not be like, you know, oh, it's yelling out stuff to her um, and, and and not getting so frustrated. You know, like I, I see things all the time about that conversation after the game, you know, when they haven't had a good game and you're there in the sitting in the back and you're just like, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you step that way? Why didn't you pass this way? And da, da, da. But, you know, the, the kids are there to have fun, eh? Yeah. And um, I think one of the hardest things for me is that I've been so competitive my whole life and I'm like, why aren't you competitive? Why aren't you trying, you know, you should be out there freaking shooting the ball 10 times a day, you know, a day and you should be running hills and doing all this kind of stuff. But I, I forget how oh, she's just caught home from work, from school, sorry. She's got it back from school, you know, she's had training and stuff. You know, she doesn't, she's not a professional athlete. She's still figuring out how to go to school and, you know, working with friends and everything like that. And I, I you know, Danika said to me, hey, look, calm down, calm down, you know, like, um, she's got to figure it out as well. And and just just trying to pull yourself back as well, you know, like, you're so involved with the kids, you want them to do well. Um, and, and But say sometimes you got to realise, hey, they're not professional athletes yet, you know, like, give them a break. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, so no. good, man. So yeah. good, I'm just so good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> oh, we laugh about because our kids, me and my wife, yeah, you know, watch that both our kids um, go through their sports. But my, I'm not the competitor. Where I'm like, I have fun, or mm. if it's depending on the sport. Um, but my wife, man, oh, she'll yeah. be like. She's basketball person and my oh, son's yeah. playing basketball and she'll be like, Come on! They've got a coach, man! Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. It's yeah, it's been we I mean, we're like you said, being an athlete and that we've already I suppose as soon as Kailani came out she had a yeah. high threshold and we were he was like we had our first interview, well what do you think she's gonna play? And he was like, I don't I really don't mind what she does, she could be a ballerina. Mm. Um, but obviously that was, you know, not the case. But it was like we've set such a high standard because that's yeah. just because we set high standards for ourselves as we've gone out. So I feel sorry for our children in ways, but we've just had to learn, eh? like really, really learn to really pull back or just close our eyes and <laughs> hope for that to go past and then, you know, build on whatever she's doing. And at the end of the day, we've both said, if as long as they're happy and enjoying it, that's all that matters. And I mean, watching my son is, yeah, as a bit of a character. He's so different to my daughter in, in regards to being <laughs> yeah. competitive and stuff like that. So it's nice to have probably the two where they, you can sort of filter one <laughs> aspect of your, you know, coaching to another person. Because, I mean, we can yell at Geo. I have no idea what I'm yelling. So I feel like it just goes in one ear and out the other anyway. So I can get my <laughs> outlet there. Certain thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great advice. I think for, for a lot of parents, I know I can... 
I can imagine because I see a lot of parents on the sidelines and they're like, yeah, come on, yelling. Especially the football because football is, you know, mm. can be quite competitive as well in terms of um, some of the coaches and also some of the players in Eastern Suburbs is you know, it's quite, a, quite a big club. Um, but you're right, great, great advice, and I will take that on board. Thank yeah, you very much. <laughs> yeah, because I'm one of those guys. I'm like, get my, my poor son get in the back of the car. Yeah, yeah, the, oh, the, yeah. yeah the my debrief. Son, yeah. yeah, the debrief. I'm, sh- I'm sure our kids just hate the debrief. Eh? They're always in the back yeah. of the car, like just like, oh, shush. Yeah. But I've learned, I've learned you and MD because I usually like, come on, son, Phoenix. But I've learned now, like I just, Carol's like, hey, just, just leave him, leave him. So mm. I just learned just, just when I'm like, kind of getting a bit angry, like. Oh, just do that, do that face like, and then you know, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, let's get this great advice for 100 out there, yeah, man. Do you think, in the way that, like, you'd mentioned before that the game had changed, um, for your respective sports, um, do you think, in the same sense, like you'd mentioned, um, Joe, about you know, drilling something, a skill, like, a hundred times or whatever, however many times until you've kind of mastered it, um. Do you think in the same way that the game has changed that like being successful at sports it is also quite different today compared to how it was? Oh, I, th- I think people have com- conversations about, you know, upbringing um, and, and the change and, and athletes, you know, being more prima donnas and, you know, trying to get things their own way and, um, you know, maybe not making that commitment, you know, back in the day, uh, if you made a commitment to do something, you put, you know, your, your, your soul into it, you put everything into it. Whereas, you know, kids these days, they've got so many distractions, um, you know, with, with computers and iPads and, um, you know, not being able to get out and be physical, um, uh, you know, and, and seeing kids um, training and stuff like that, you know, maybe they don't have that same work ethic that 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 maybe we had back in the day. Um, maybe they've they've had less opportunities to get out and, and be more involved in sport. I think you know it's it's uh, coming back to New Zealand from a, from a French perspective and how they have their sports set up. You know, kids are so involved. Um, and 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 they're and they're involved from it from a young age, and they stay in their certain sports, and they train year round, you know. And and to come back here and, and find the structure, um, I'm I'm talking maybe about basketball mainly, and and the structure's not there for these kids to to really thrive and 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 um, you know, compete in different in different ways. Um, but you know, just thinking that things have changed a little bit over the years. Uh, maybe I'm just talking you know just to talk but um the 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 change in 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 our kids over the last few years you know coming from being active and 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 being out and playing sport and stuff and maybe that activity is slowly slowly declining um and that social aspect of sport that's so important i mean um i'm working out at at caraca at at the rugby club there in in counties and you know they, they they talk about the numbers in rugby just just plummeting um you know and teams not having that same um personnel and i think maybe it's coming from you know the amount of sports that are out there these days, and and the amount of activities that that kids can do. But you know things are changing. I mean, women's sport is getting massive, mm-hmm. and I mean, and 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 that's such a great opportunity for for the women in New Zealand. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like you said, but I I mean, if it, if I watched my daughter like just recently play um, basketball, and then obviously from my experience and that, I think it's just the want. The want to do it because I feel, feel like there's some kids that come in with, the, and she, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be here. I'm good at it, but 
you know like it's just that desire I know when I was growing up I wanted to be at the training I wanted to be playing I wanted to be like putting on my netball skirt at the time and you know being in my uniform to represent you know and I feel like that's probably maybe died out a little bit that that I don't know I know that when my daughter played for counties in particular like to be in a rep team was huge back in my day like you know to make the new Plymouth you know like I was in down in New Plymouth and I was like to make the new Plymouth under 15s team was huge and it was like an honour and all that sort of stuff and I just didn't feel when I was with her at the counties there was the same honour and that pride I suppose mm. in it because I just don't know because I feel like they don't know where they go from there like there's just okay oh I play for counties now where you know where do I go now where what what's my next step what's my next drive what's my next hunger that I want to mm. go for and I feel like maybe it's just because the sport's been diluted or there's not there is nothing there for them or what have you but I just find that yeah the, the sport's changed in that respect I don't know how it is higher but I just found like in the kids respect I know snow when I was younger it was always that want to be playing and it was always that you know having that decision oh do I go to basketball or do I go to netball or do I go you know where I wanted to go like because I just wanted to play I just wanted to be wherever you know I could because I really enjoyed and loved being a part of a team or being in the, the teams that I was so yeah I just feel like there's a little bit of not the same commitment and I don't know if it's the commitment size of things or you know you know parents getting the kids to the sports because I know that we struggle you know getting kids to every mm. training all around Auckland it's a huge um, demand and that on the kids and maybe it's just that it's just having those opportunities and like he said in France it was nice you know on a Wednesday kids didn't go to school they played sports so we, you know, and they all turned up and they had like the two o'clock, you knew what you were doing at two o'clock, the kids were all there and there was never an opportunity where they didn't go to, because the kids just didn't go to school, like especially the younger kids didn't go to school on Wednesdays, it was literally they would go to their sports, their chosen sports on that day and they got to choose one sport because all the sports were on the same time, so, you know, and then that was something different as well, so I don't know, it was just that want, I suppose, or that change and that sort of aspect, that's what I found. <laughs> Man, all of her. Hey, um, Jerry and D, we are mindful of time as well because I know you have to get up early. Uh, early, early morning <laughs> session. Early morning session again. Jay's got to get up early too, try his new environment. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. I, I did have one more question because, um, you know, your, rel- um, your journey and your relationships, um, it's not, it's not, it's, a, it's quite a common thing in terms of um, professional athletes and um, like being together for 20 years and going through the highs and lows. Like, what are some encouragements that you guys have learned over the years um, that would be awesome for any young couples that are getting into this new relationship and they have to go through the long distance? They didn't have to go through what you guys went through in terms of phone each other on your Nokia's and you couldn't video call each other and or yeah. text each other but yeah what are some got any advice for um, your younger selves <laughs> oh jeez hey I, I, th- I think we're in a good spot we did we did alright we, we got to where we are right now um, man communication just being able to talk to each other that's one of the biggest things um, you know and I'm, I'm not a great communicator um, I find it you know hard, hard to find the right words to, 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 to speak about um, so I, I tend to go silent and I probably did that a lot when we were younger um, 
but man, it doesn't solve anything. You're like, you know, that silence doesn't solve anything. And I think now the quicker, the quicker that we get to our conversation and organize, you know, exactly how we're going to fix whatever situation we are in at that time just makes it easier. And then it's over with, right? We're not going one week and not speaking to each other or, you know, little things like that. You know, boom, I felt angry at this moment. I said something that I shouldn't have said. Okay, honey, I'm, look, I'm sorry. Let's figure it out. You know, um, and I think coming from from that standpoint, communication and just figuring it out as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like especially in our younger times, like obviously, is to not lose your identity. Like, do you know what I mean? Like to do you, like you do what you feel passionate about and you let mm. that person do what they feel passionate about and if your paths are meant to be they will stay in that you know in that in that path of going forward but i just find that i, I think now like if i was saying it to my i'm very grateful that I stayed probably here in New Zealand and he went to America because I feel like if I just went over and followed, I probably would have been in the situation that we were in France where I was, you know, probably in the back shadows a little bit and obviously being what we've done when we, what we went through at the start allowed us to be able to do that in France um, with a little bit more eye opener of knowing what to do. But I think it is definitely just doing you and knowing what you want to do and what you want to achieve in life. And being able to tick those boxes and not have those boxes unticked is probably the biggest thing for us because I think, you know, like we did what we did and we how we've done it, we've navigated things a lot different. Some people are going to have the similar paths or different paths. Obviously, we're not all going to be the same, but what we did, we what we achieved at the start of our relationship really helped us um, mm. obviously achieve what we needed to do when we were especially over in France and doing yeah. that stuff. because I, I forget that, that our paths went different ways. Um, you know, I left to America and, and Danica was here in New Zealand and, um, you know, just having that faith that, hey, look, we might not, you know, be together. We might, this might not end the way that we wanted to. Um, but I still had a great opportunity that led me a different way. Like, and, and if I didn't take that opportunity, would we still be together now? I don't know. You know, if I felt resentment that I never got to go to America and do my thing. You know, would would we still be where we are now? But I think, you know, Danica telling me, hey, look, this is your opportunity. Go and do it. Um, and, and, you know, and just having that faith that, hey, look, if we're together at the end, then, that's, you know, that's exactly where we should be. Or if we end up with different paths, then that's the way it is as well, you know, like, and, you know, but just having that you, you do, you, you got to do what you got to do, you know. Hey, we'll try and work it out. We'll we'll do our best, and if we end up together, then that's where we are, and, and it worked out perfectly. So really happy that 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 it that it worked out the way it did because it only just made us stronger for where we are now. Yeah, well said, Jay. Did you, did you have any other questions? Where do I start? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that comes to mind was just um, like as a parent being transparent like if you think about your own upbringing and the relationship you had with your parents compared to the way that things are now and the relationship you have with your kids um, how important is it to be transparent with your kids and do you set a boundary around what you are transparent about and what you're not transparent about how do you guys manage that flow of information and acknowledging some of the unpleasantries but the realities of life as a couple 
as father, son, mother, daughter. Um, how is that? How do you guys manage that? Man, um, you know, communicating with kids, <clears throat> you know, wanting to get that right conversation across that, I mean, you know, we're all human and we're all parents for the first time. So talking to your kids is always tough to, to get that right conversation, to get what you want across. And man, sometimes you muck it up. <laughs> like you want to be talking about a certain thing and you end up freaking three miles away talking about something else and then, you know, frustration. Um, but still haven't been able to have those conversations. Um, you know, our daughter's 13 now. She's just had a boyfriend um, for the first time. So, you know, that was really tough to, to have that conversation about, hey, look, you, you, you can't be going out to your boyfriend's place and, and hanging around out there, you know. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, and, but coming from a loving place, but also knowing that, you know, situations outside the house are hard to control. Um, and, you know, like I said, we're all parents for the first time. It's the first time I've had to talk to my daughter about anything to do with a boyfriend, you know, so I, I'm not sure if I'm doing it right or, you know, and it's all about just learning as you go um, and, and just trying to get that right message across. And it's always tough. It's always tough. I, I hope I got the message across to her that, you know, like the, the being safe um, away from the house and, man, I'm a dad. I don't know about, about you know, talking oh, to a man. girl about these things. Um, I'll tell I you think. My story. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff's my coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Hey, but you I'm a nice guy, you know. I, I, I know. I was, I was that age too. I was, I was, I was the boyfriend that, the yeah. So I, I know, you know, kind of what goes through his head. And, <laughs> so I'm like, hey, um, please for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, could, oh, oh man, our stories to tell. But my daughter will be watching this. <laughs> no, but I think as a parent, we try and keep on the same. Like when we're mm. fronting any situation or we're doing anything that's confrontational, or like obviously if there's rules in the house, we always make sure that we're on the same page together and. Obviously, we, we set a standard and we'll keep that standard and obviously we try not to do, well, go ask your father or go ask mum or whatever and play each other off. So we always have that standard in the house mm. and making sure that we're on the same page. And even if it doesn't go like he might be saying something or and I don't feel it's right, I will never like override him in that situation. I always We will always talk about it afterwards. Yeah. So mm. And we keep that front so the kids know that, you know, more mum and dad are on that same page and um, maybe afterwards we're on not on the same page when we discuss it but we try and keep that front in the house as, as much as we can because we find that you obviously like we have been and he has been we've been in and out doing stuff all the time and there's always been he's like could have been away and it's always been like mum's the bad guy because she tells everybody all oh, she's setting the rules but it's actually we've set the rules together it's just maybe mum's here all the time at the moment and I have to take the leash at the time but yeah we as parents that's what we try to really is you know if we're having those conversations we have it together and we have it with whoever we need to have it with and we go from there but that's how we try and communicate and we we try and keep it open we try and keep it fun and obviously you like he said we're, we're very new to the whole boyfriend and all you know the scenarios that come up over life but we we try and keep that you know relationship pretty open and I think our kids are very open with what whatever they come with they say anything and everything and that's what we want we want it to be like that because I just know that 
I mean, it, my growing up, I, my, I was petrified of my dad and even a boy ringing the phone and I would just deny that I knew that person from because I was very, because he was just so dominant and that sides of things and that scared me kind of in ways and I didn't want that as when, you know, my daughter feeling the same sort of thing. So we try try to implement, but that was just because that was just the way it was. But yeah, so I think the little changes that we did, obviously what worked well when we were growing up, we're trying to... You know, reflect back, yeah. Such good advice. Goes along with um, some of the advice we've been given through past guests. Um, Nick Tuitasi talked about like have been um, in accord in what Mm. the information or communication you're giving, and then he said we never fight in front of kids. Like, Mm. go, you go in their way. You go to the room. You guys can go hard out, and then, Mm. but. He gave that advice and I still did a follow. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm always sleeping over here sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are there um, are there choices or sacrifices that you've made as parents that maybe their kids aren't aware of now, but you hope that one day they'll be able to understand that that bit about you, that decision you made, that sacrifice you made, that choice you made, and yeah. what would that be? Hey, I, I always try to make them understand the sacrifices we've, <laughs> we've made for them. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, sorry, could you say that again? Um, what uh, choices or decisions that you've made as parents do you want your kids to understand and appreciate when they get older? Because sometimes they can't appreciate it now because they're still <laughs> growing. But what do you hope that they appreciate about the way that you've brought them up? when they're a bit older? I mean, I think, first of all, I mean, our, the sacrifice that we made to leave home and obviously be away, because obviously every Christmas or every time we were away, they were like, oh, we want to be with our cousins or why are we with the grandma? Why are we, you know, why are we here? We've got, no, it's just me, you and dad or, you know, sort of thing. And then obviously the sacrifices, they understood why we did what we did and how I feel like that. We hope that they understand that we gave them not only was it Joe's opportunity to go over there, but it was their opportunity to live a life, you know, to have those experiences that some kids don't will mm. never get, you know. And I think you can even see it in our children and the way that they probably um, socialise with people and stuff like that. They're, you know, more open-minded about stuff or they're not so closed in, or, uh, you know, you know, closed in minds. So I feel like that I hope that they understand that, yes, we didn't have 11 Christmases with mum with and, you know, grandma and grandpa and all of those sort of things, but that when we did come back, you know, last year, that they really thrived and enjoyed it to understand why we've done what we've done and the path that we, we've gone through. So, um, you know, I hope later on that they understand that mm. and why, you know, why the family did what we did and... Um, but at this stage, yeah, we hope, but I don't know, but we try and implement, you know, what, why we did it. And obviously the questions always came up for us, especially when we were overseas. But yeah, I mean, now we're home and I suppose now they'll probably go, well, we don't want to go to Nan and Grandmas for Christmas now. So we, you know, there's that balance, but it will be, um, yeah, hopefully they will understand the family time, why we've done what we've done and, you know, why, and that's probably why for them right now, that family is really important to them. They want to be with their cousins all the time and we want to go to New Plymouth. They always want to go down and be with their family. So we really try to implement that. Mm. I think, I think just looking back and when you, (coughs) sorry, <clears throat> a bit croaky but when you look back and you just look at what your parents have done for you and I just hope you know you, that that our kids look back when they're 
close to our age and they say, oh, man, you know, our parents were awesome. They, you know, did everything they could for us. Um, and, you know, upbringing has been awesome. And, um, yeah, looking back at my parents, you know, that's, I, I look up to them and, and what they did for me and my brothers. And I just hope that our kids, you know, feel that same way. That's perfect segue into my final question. <laughs> we talked about changes, generational changes. You know, you mentioned your parents, your family situation. And then again, as parents, when you think about the generations, if you had to pull one timeless piece of wisdom from your parents that you could pass on to your kids, what would be that one memory, one experience, one piece of wisdom that you could pass on? Don't do what I do, do what I say. <laughs> hey, that's a classic one. Oh, geez, that's a good question. Um, if, if, if you think of one, just pop in there. Gosh. <laughs> Don't follow. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know... Um, my dad being a priest um, and oh, just just his selflessness um, for everybody, mm. you know. Um, he, growing up, he never got paid a lot of money, um, but it seemed like he worked 70-hour weeks, mm. um, you know, and he just did it for everybody else. Uh, you know, he would visit sick, sick people. He would be at church, you know, um, helping people. He'd be, you know, helping people do anything around the community um, and just and looking back at it you know just looking up to a man that just did everything for everybody else um, so selfless and you know my dad is the worst singer you could ever hear but man in church he would belt out you know anywhere he would he would start singing praise um for for the amazing things that he's been blessed mm -hmm. with and you know and he'd just do anything for anybody and to take that you know and 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 instill that in myself and to to do that sort of thing for other people to be selfless and, and to help you know anybody at any time is, is is something that i think i've taken from him and i hope that our kids are selfless as well and will help know those around them and and yeah that's one of the biggest things i take from my parents is is their drive to give to people uh, and my mother as well yeah yeah i think like just sitting here and thinking i was like oh what was it but i think it was for me and anything it was um when my dad passed and obviously that's only been six years ago but the thing was is he was big on family and being with family and there was times that um I think for us is that phone call because my dad used to call all the time, like all the time. And all of us as my sisters and what have you, we'd always be like, oh my gosh, it's dad again. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's now missing that, like, do you know what I mean? And it's now, if I could take back that time of having where I could just pick up the phone and talk to dad or having that two minute conversation with him, you know, those times with your family. Like, I just feel like those times are so precious now and I just think it, it could be anything, just being with family and even if it's just sitting having a cup of tea with them or going and taking mum or dad, whatever, or being with the family is um, a huge part. And if I want to instill that into my family is being my kids knowing that family is 
important no matter what it is it could be that you know timeless 10th phone call that's turned up again on the phone call or the text message to go take the rubbish out or whatever it is it's those time you know those times together we can never get those back and I think with my dad passing that's probably been a huge thing for me and my family now we we really instill now that being together at Christmas time is a huge you know important time even if these rifts or whatever happening it's time to be together and enjoy them because we just we're just not promised you know tomorrow and so I feel like that yeah for that is that's probably the biggest thing and I hope my kids know you know to be together as a family is probably the biggest Mm. that's why looking back she reminds me probably twice a day have you called your mum have you talked to your mum today you know so awesome yeah yeah man my lord lover uh gotta say absolute absolute pleasure it's been an absolute pleasure, absolute privilege to listen to you both. A lot of um, nuggets in terms of relationships, in terms of um, going through the hard times, being in the midst of adversity, but also um, conquering all, all that mm. stuff through love. Pretty much yeah, through love and also your kids and, and the business and so forth. A lot of um, a lot of takes. Uh, and so real, real privilege, um, you guys, both of you as a couple. And so all the best uh, for the rest of the year and all the best with um, F45, all the best with the new venture and the new dream that you have. Mm. Um, D, all, D, all the best, all the things you're doing with the masseuse and the and the, and the wars and the warriors. And so thank you so much for your time once again. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people who are listening, a lot of people who are maybe viewing, are going get to get some real gold nuggets and some, some real good, good. Good sound advice as well. So, uh, my yeah. lover. Hey, awesome! Thanks, okay. thanks for having us. Yeah. You guys are awesome, man. I love seeing your content. Um, so it's really cool. Thank you for having us. Oh, yes. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I just, I just want to say thank you. Um, just you know, you guys are more than athletes. That that's what you guys did. But like, just hearing your know, background story, the journey, um, the the perseverance and getting to meet the secret weapon behind why the warriors are the top three and why we're gonna win it this year is because of these healing hands and um and and he and the practice the the guinea pig that got Mm. all the massages yeah the the champ over here but uh, yeah just the story around like um finding your identity and finding your identity in each other and Mm. just knowing that you know this you guys been together for 20 years but um some of the hard grinding that you guys gone through you know it's uh, it's been different chapters in your life and it's just so seasonal and then um i'm really encouraged to hear about um the new dreams and and it's good to have you guys back home because um just having knowing that you guys are just up the road and um just meeting you guys man it's such a blessing to our community it's uh, be it's quite refreshing to have um, just your hearts and um, your service to our community and having you guys be here is like it's real good and and so um, I'm just real honored and privileged to get to meet you guys yeah, and hopefully you. we get to pop in and once my gout's finished <laughs> try and um, do you message gout? Honestly, really awesome to meet you guys and I think it's been so cool. I've been so excited once I heard that we were getting a couple on. Um, I just think there are so many nooks and crannies 
in being in a relationship. Like, it's not easy at all. And just hearing the journey that you guys have been on, it's this weird, like, yin-yang balance that you guys have where you guys can understand each other's struggles because of your individual paths, but also that creates new challenges that only you guys would know about. Um, so really cool to hear, like, some real insight. And you had mentioned being genuine, and I'm so grateful that you guys were able to just be genuine about the ups and downs and just the challenges of parenting. Um, I'm still quite young on my journey, so I'm always grateful to hear stories um, from other parents because, um, like you said, we're all parents for the first time. We're try trying to figure it out. So just grateful for the time, um, for the insight, and just being genuine, like being really open about it. Cheers. Appreciate you guys. Man, some of those questions, you know, made me look back and, you know, really, really um – Think. <laughs> yeah. Think 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 about where we've been, what we've gone through, uh and, and where we are. So thank you. Thank you for those mm. questions. I mean, uh it just reinforces reinforces um, you know, what we've gone through and, and the things we've done together. So it's been awesome. That's a, man, I love it. Thank Malo, you very much. Malo, Malo. Remember that date night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's locked in, don't worry, it's locked in. No worries, I'll check it out, check it tomorrow. <laughs> But man, thank you so much. Um, but every guest that comes on, we always give them a gift. And so this is on behalf of um, Charles, Brad, and Jamin, myself on the Mandate team. This is for you guys. Oh, what? oh my goodness. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, we always give, we always give the, I guess, a bit of a caricature, a bit of a how we envision them to be. So this is for you guys, man. Oh man, that's unreal. I love it. I love it. We oh we don't we don't take family portraits or anything like that. We don't have a lot of family pictures uh, together. So this means a lot because we don't actually have anything like that. So thank you very much. We don't we actually have it. a wedding photo, so this could be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, I love it. Thank you guys. That's awesome. Oh, no, love thank it. you guys. Oh, Appreciate awesome. it. Thank you. But is there anyone you guys can think of that would be ideal to come on the on the podcast? Anyone you can think of the top of your head? Who would be a, a perfect to come on? I, I I did have a thought, but I forgot it. <laughs> Can I get back to you? Yeah, all our all our guests, the people we like to have on, always come by um, recommendation or like what the um, our audience wants. So anyone yeah. you could think of, them, we'll reach out to them. In. Oh no! I I swear I've, I I remember I was thinking of one when I came in like randomly, no. uh, but I will have to. Your son soccer coach. He he won't be happy to come on here. I'm yelling all the time. <laughs> yeah, but thanks. Oh no, man! Thank you guys. Appreciate once so again. Cool. But we always give our guests the, the last words, and so any words of encouragement to our, our for our men, but also for our couples out there. Hey, it's a bumpy road. Everybody knows it's a bumpy road, but it's a it's a it's a road worth traveling. Um, and 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 finding finding the right person, and um, you know having that travel together, and getting you know all the way to that destination together is 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 part of it. And it just hey, everybody knows it's it's a hard road, but stick on it, and you know you'll you'll see the roses at the end. <laughs> No, yeah, it's definitely, it's, I mean, like it is, it's a journey and there's always a, you know, there's a start, there's a middle, there's a, obviously an end, but there's also a point in that where you just, you, you just keep striving for, if you know at the end of the day that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I come home to him every night and have my kids at home and everything like that, you know, those little things don't, 
you know, matter too much. Yes, they're going to be there, but they're just a part of being your two different identities that are coming together. So you've got to you've got to understand that there is going to be rough, you know, rough patches. So it's just making sure that you can, you know, iron them out and move on. And you know, like I said, you've got you haven't got every day together, so you need need to meet and cherish those times that you do have together. Thank you very much once again. Uh, please don't forget to like and subscribe and comment. We look forward to your well thought out comments. And then, as usual, brothers, refine, unlock, and take, take charge. charge. Band-Aid.